2: This Hey Ramona Middlecoff segment is brought to you by CandidCO.com slash ham and promo code ham for $75 off Candid aligners. And brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com promo code ham. And Untuckit.com promo code ham. And by SeatGeek promo code ham. Now to the segment. If they win and the Rams lose or tie and the Rams are playing Seattle. Doesn't this game deserve to be a 1 o'clock kickoff For the second week in a row. I mean come on guys. But if the Niners win and the Rams lose or tie, the Niners are in the playoffs. So that's one hand. It's like, ah, they're right there. The other hand is like, yeah, but they still might end up playing some eight and eight NFC East team on the road after what we saw Monday night. You tweeted I've seen this Seahawks game a million times before, they end up winning. I saw somebody else from Seattle tweeted like the Seahawks never play normal games. That Minnesota team they beat on Monday night was pretty good. They're terrifying. New Orleans is terrifying. Uh, I don't know if there's odds on this at my bookie right now but the odds feel like they are we are barreling towards the 49ers being, being the wild card team at whatever their record will end up being
0: you know what's crazy really quick just on the schedule pulling up this on Sunday's games hmm. Fox only has one afternoon game now the the maybe it's because the game of the day is Chiefs Patriots like the national game of the week Romo Nance Chiefs Patriots that's pretty fucking unreal the Fox game, though, in the afternoon is Chargers Jaguars. Now there there has to be rules. I know people tweeted at me, you can't move a 10 a.m. kickoff. It's kind of stuck there unless it gets flexed to the night game. But yeah, I I feel like we all lose. I, I just if you had to guess right now Seattle's record, what would you guess?
2: I mean to me they lose one more game, potentially another game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm with you. Uh just it just kind of feels like they got the mojo. Them and the Ravens. Now, when I watch the Ravens, I go, they're better. Like, they got top-to-bottom better players. I, I, I say this all the time, and people... I, I'm not... This is not a shot. It's actually a compliment. I I think this Seattle team's one of the least talented 10-2 teams probably ever. Because you remove Russell Wilson, who... It's MVP of the league. And you got the MVP quarterback. That's all that matters. But just go around their roster. Like... Clowney's there, you know, Bobby Wagner, who's still solid, but he's not like the cream of the crop quite anymore. K.J. Wright's getting a little longer in the tooth. People talk about, like, Clowney, yeah, he flashes, but let's not act like he's Khalil Mack or J.J. Watt in his prime. If anything, he's been kind of viewed as an underachiever. He just got dealt guy for a third-round pick. Oh, I thought that was stupid, but still, like, that's kind of shows you. There, it's not like teams were lined up to give ones for the guy and you look at their offense Like I love Chris Carson he's not a top 6 or 7 running back in the league I love DK Metcalf but he's a rookie who runs a couple routes and he does it well their best offensive weapon is like a 5-7 wide receiver who I Tyler Lockett's a really good player but this is not 2013 Seattle with just all pros littered, littered everywhere you know, like how many Pro Bowlers are they gonna have? Obviously, Russ. Then I, you know, Bobby Wagner, just because he's kind of grandfathered in. Like Clowney's probably a borderline guy. Like that's that might be it, guy. Yeah. So, but like, it's a compliment to the quarterback, to the coaching staff, to the to the toughness of the team, and it's also like the Niners. We kind of talked before the podcast. If I told you you were in a position where you were tending to, they were tending to. And you just gotta, you gotta maintain. The, the Niners' best case scenario are either tied or have a one game lead going into that final game because pe- they need to win it. Seattle's already beat them, so just winning it means they push. If they are one game behind them and win that game, I know Barrows wrote this. They're not even guaranteed that. Then it goes to tiebreaker stuff.
2: Yeah, the and Seattle's the in the driver's seat here. Yeah, the way, so barrels wrote, the way it lines up right now, it, we talked about, remember we talked about the fifth tiebreaker, which is strength of victory? <laughs> so, you know, you play a lot of the same teams, so it comes down, and they've beaten a lot of the same they, teams. They,
0: they, guy, they literally play 14 of the same games.
2: So it comes down to a couple games, right? And for the Seahawks, they've beaten the Eagles and the Vikings. And for the Niners, uh, Washington and Green Bay. And right now, Eagles plus Vikings has thirteen wins, and Washington plus Green Bay has twelve wins. So right now, Seattle has that tiebreaker. And like you were telling me, you look at the schedule. Doesn't Washington play Green Bay this week?
0: Yes, so that's a loss. So, that, so there's. I mean, that's one win, that's, but it's that's, also one out. That's, that's a wash, yeah. So the um, Eagles. Wouldn't you bet on if you just had they? They have eight games left. You would just say the Eagles and Vikings would win more of those eight games. Like the Redskins might not win another game. So. Yeah, I think the Seattle will win that tiebreaker if that's what it comes down. That's also assuming then, right? They would the Niners in Seattle would end up with the same record because the Niners beat them Week 17, which right. is a pretty strong assumption given the Niners struggles up there, right? Yeah, I I don't think I can't assume that, but I do think
2: the Niners are good enough. But I think the key is just is so that what that means is the question becomes, how do they even get there with a chance to win the division? You look
0: differently, though, at Seattle against LA Sunday night with LA. Get, you know, Mojo back would be strong, but they did beat the shit out of a team that's been a little feisty. Yeah. I mean, look, the fact that that game's in LA makes all the difference in the world to me. Sunday um, night
2: football. So I, I just, like I said, to me, it's given what you said about if they win there, even then the tiebreaker doesn't favor them. They need Seattle to lose here in these next three weeks, and they've got to beat the Saints if they're going to have a chance to win this division. Because Seattle plays – then they go to Carolina, who will be coached by Perry Fuel, and then they play Arizona at home. Do you remember
0: Perry Fuel from the Giants days? I do. I'd
2: forgotten about him completely, but yeah.
0: What would you imagine – the Saints have obviously lost one home game, and that was when they got boat raced randomly by the Falcons, right? Right. It was like, whoa, where's that coming from? They got their ass kicked. And it was just their one outlier game. But historically, even unlike Seattle, which has been more, I don't want to say pedestrians too strong, but they have not been. Remember, the the first two or three years of the Sherman, of the LOB era, they were unbeatable in Seattle. Like, it was just, they were going 8 and 0. So it was like, were they going to go 13 3? Because they went 5 and 3 on the road? They were not losing at home. It is a little more winnable up there mainly just because Seattle's roster hasn't been as good as those teams where I think when you look at the Saints you go well this year's roster probably the best of the last decade (laughs) you know these last couple years they've been I mean last year they were they literally had a call go against them that had a rule change that as we've seen this year the rule change hasn't really changed anything but because it fucked them because they were hosting let me repeat hosting the NFC championship game and they look kind of in the driver's seat right now to be hosting the NFC Championship game again. Think about that guy. They hosted the NFC Championship game last year. It's not like, oh, well, the Rams played them. The Rams were 13-3. and So this team is fucking good. They rattled off victory after victory without Drew Brees. To me, that spoke to, like, two things. One, your roster. To win games with your backup quarterback, it's more than just coaching, which they have one of the best coaches in the league. It's just your roster is equipped. I remember watching him during that stretch like, damn, Latavius Murray looks unreal. Obviously, Michael Thomas might shatter some receiving records. Their defense under Dennis Allen, there's a reason you kind of keep reading like, oh, Dennis Allen's going to get some interviews this year because his defense has been really good. Well, did you
2: see what Sheldon Rankin said today or yesterday that he thinks Cam Jordan get 20 sacks?
0: Well, I mean, he might be the the defensive player of the year. Do... Do Joe Staley coming back with a fucked up finger, fucked up leg, and hasn't really been good? I mean, oh.
2: can Joe get a soft landing once when he comes
0: back from injury? No, that's a that's a tough match. You can't hear anything now. The one thing that's much easier to do is to run the ball for any offensive lineman. And that Seattle game, they got a little pass happy early. They were also remember kind of they were down once Jimmy threw that pick. You know, I think it was 21... Was it 21 to 10? So it was like they didn't have a choice. And and Clowney kind of kept... But it felt like Clowney was just killing him in the run game too early in the game. Now Clowney's a little more powerful. Like Cam Jordan's a little more of like a chest... Like a Swiss Army knife. Like he kind of lines up everywhere. Where Clowney, for the most part, is lining up over tackles. But... This game is... The likelihood of them... You know, we, we said, like it's going to be really hard to split these two games. But if I told you they split these two games and the other game it took a walk-off field goal to beat them, you'd be like, fuck. So they kicked the shit out of the Packers, then they split these two games, and then the game in Baltimore was just because, you know, they they couldn't get a fourth down late in the game. That would be a pretty incredible three-game stretch if they were to win this game. If they lose this game, if it looks just like the Ravens game, their three best games will be three tight losses. So you'd be like, well, you know, they're pretty good. And two of those losses were on the road against arguably the best and second-best team in the league. If they won this game, I think then we'd be talking like they can go into Seattle and win. this game. However this game looks is going to have a big, you know, uh, impact on the way I think we feel about their ability to win the division and then kind of their ability to make a legit run in the playoffs because if they were to win this game – they still may end up being the five seed, but you'd be like, well, th- they're clearly going to have experience playing in Seattle. They beat New Orleans. They beat like the Packers. They- they're going to get a somewhat of well, a quote unquote soft landing against Dallas.
2: Yeah, take it a step further, right? If they were to win this game, beat Seattle, still not get the still the tiebreaker doesn't work in their favor because Seattle wins out as well until they lose to the Niners. But they have the fifth tiebreaker, whatever. You would have a Niner team going to what Dallas. Having beaten New Orleans on the road and Red, Redsk- on- Redskins are still alive. Sources say for the division. Okay, that's right, they are because they're also selling playoff tickets. Like the did Raiders. You, did you it. know that the Cowboys and Bears play Thursday night football? I did, and I'm actually it's kind of because they're both six and six. I'm pretty fired <laughs> up for that game.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty big kind of swing game from one of those two teams. But
2: John, think about this: if the Niners, if, if do what you just said, if they beat New Orleans and Seattle on the road and on the wild card. I mean, you'd be looking at them like they're going to play, are they going to play a playoff game tougher than those two environments? Unless they're in those two environments, if they're at Seattle or at New Orleans. But that's it. I mean, they'll They'll be at that point as well-prepared, as good and as well-prepared as a wild-card team could be.
0: I would say if they are the five seed, they would almost be, if assuming they won that first round, which even if Dallas is eight and eight, the, there is no such thing as just some easy NFL game. Right. right. Because remember, years ago, speaking of the Saints, the Saints were like 11 and 5. It was one of those years that it must have been the Falcons or Carolina. Couldn't have been Tampa. But they obviously didn't win the NFC South. They had to go on the road as the five seed. They, hell, they might have been 12 and 4. And they played that 7 and 9 Seattle team. And what happened? They fucking lost. Now, that that was kind of a start of something we look back like oh, well they had some pretty sweet rookies a guy named yeah. cam chancellor richard but still i think that was the year before russell got there he just to go to dallas is wouldn't just be easy you know no, but, i
2: mean but i'll tell you this if they if they've won at new orleans and seattle i would pick the 49ers as a wild card team to be in the nfc championship game I would feel really good about picking that, wouldn't you?
0: If they, if they did win it in New Orleans and won in Seattle and were still the wild card because of the tiebreakers, that would be the best wild card team I've ever seen. <laughs> would you agree? Yeah. That that would be fucking insane, but it's, it's not insane enough to not happen because, like you said, it could easily happen. It's pretty nuts. And this is where it was crazy two weeks ago, and you're like, they're nine and one, but goddamn, Seattle's right there too. They're eight and two, and then they just held serve, held serve. The Niners drop one, and now they're in the driver's seat. You see, Seattle yesterday tweeted out screenshot of just the NFC West with just kind of like a you know a rosy cheeks, like blushing face. No, like, hey guys, we're here. Like even there, like this is kind of nuts. Yeah, you know? because it felt like the Niners were the best team in the league, best team in the league, winning everything, winning everything, and then Seattle that swing game on that Monday night football was, I think we, like, I leaving the stadium, I I think everyone, and I remember texting you, like, was that as crazy on TV as it was? But I don't think big, everyone was thinking big picture. It was more that, in a vacuum, that game was insane. And then I think as we took a breath and we started talking as the week went on, that was a pretty big buck moment.
2: To John, to our credit, I think we talked about it a lot going into it, that it's just, this game, you just, and this is, like, there's probably people right now listening to this podcast in hour four of an eight-hour drive across the state of California, up and down, or somewhere else, you've done it when you scouted. Especially, you were driving non-seven-hour drives. I've done it from Fresno; that's a three and a half-hour drive, and it's still like that last hour is
0: just—it's like that's true. what
2: this Niners season feels like. Is like you're just three hours into this six-hour drive, and you're like, oh my God, it's there—it's not stopping. How is there no breaks in this season? That's what's crazy is it went from God the Niners' schedule is so easy to this is insane. This is the the, the the physical and mental toll. I mean, so Staley's coming back, Breed is coming back, maybe Ford's coming back, maybe. But Kwaski Tart has a broken rib. They got three D linemen that are hurt.
0: I mean, it's nuts. I when I when I saw that it, it oh, but the two bro-
2: receivers on IR are not coming back. By the way,
0: who's that? Well, oh, Jalen Hurd and your boy yeah. and Trent. Like a broken rib. It was like, hey, you know, it's 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 going to be okay. He just is a broken rib. Well, it's like broken ribs don't really just heal a couple weeks. Like he's he's got to deal with that. Is he getting a month off? Does he try to tough it out in like two weeks? Kwaski Tart has been pretty important to this defense. Now they bring in that Marcel Harris. Like three plays later, he has that play where he strips the ball. Was that DK Metcalf's hands? Or no, they were though no, they were playing the Ravens. I don't know. You're thinking, thinking of D- Lamar Jackson, took but that did him. happen to DK Metcalf. But it also happened to Lamar Jackson with you know it was just an incredible just steal it out of his hands. I guess to DK Metcalf, Xavier Rhodes tackled him and the ball popped out. A little different, but yeah, I mean it's just it's it's just intense. You know, some years like. Uh, I'm trying to think of the divisions right now. For example, like the Patriots aren't just in the clear right now. They are they got two losses. The Bills got three losses. And it, would, it could come down to a situation. Now, the Bills play the Ravens this week, so we'll see. But doesn't it kind of feel like the Bills against the Ravens, not a bad matchup? Like they play really good defense. They got a good defensive coordinator. Maybe they can kind of cue something up. But what if they come down to a tiebreaker? Like last year when Seattle made the playoffs, I think they were 10 and 6. The Rams kind of cruised to the division because the Rams beat Seattle twice, so they had tiebreakers. And the Rams were a couple games up, especially headed out this time of the year, even when they lost two games late in the season. It was like, yeah, they're in the clear. And sometimes when you have like a 12 and 4, 13 and 3 season, you're just, you got some breathing room. And maybe it happens next year to one of these teams. But it ain't the fucking case right now. Like the Saints, the Saints are. Division. I mean, they won the division. It felt like in fucking mid October because right now they got to have a four game lead. The, the third place team, I think, is the Panthers. It's the the third place team in the NFC South. Guy is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are ten and two, and the next place team is five and seven. That's a five so the game o- lead. The only thing the Saints are thinking about right now, the only thing, is playoff seating and winning this game. They don't fucking care about the Bucs, about Ron Rivera, about what the hell is going on with Dan Quinn. Their division is irrelevant to them, right?
2: Well, think about this. With a month left in a baseball season, a five-game lead's pretty good. This is a football season.
0: Yeah, it's that, that thing is a wrap. They got a – they clinched? I mean, you, how do you yeah. make them a five-game lead in four games? Is that they the little They got the little Z next to their name. So they, they won the division already. They just don't know. They just have eclipses Is the X the one seed? Yeah. The X is the home field by. The X is the home field by. So, do, do, I, I do think just, though. I
2: was just gonna say was, real quick on your Patriots scenario. Yeah. If I could hit that for a second. They you th- those two teams Buffalo and New England could be tied by Monday. It's a pretty big swing weekend, huh? Because New England plays Kansas City, and then Buffalo. So they could they play in two weeks. So they could play in two weeks with the same record.
0: Hmm. My question is, where is the Ravens game? The Ravens-Bills. Is that game in – it's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo.
2: Now, the Bills would also have to win the
0: rematch, right? Because the Patriots beat them the first time. In Foxborough. They beat them in Buffalo. So it's Right. If the Bills can go on a two-game stretch, because I think their next game might be the Patriots. No, they play Pittsburgh. Then they play the the Patriots. So the Bills' next three-game stretch is pretty hard. Ravens at Steelers at Patriots. But if they go 2 and 3, it's not out of the realm possibility given the Patriots could lose this weekend. This thing could become interesting. But that's that's not the case here with the Saints where they are just focused on let's knock the fucking 49ers out of our way. So, we'll beat the 49ers here. Worst case, we got to see them again, but they're coming here again. That that's what the Saints got to be. If if we if you and I were, you know, what's it uh Go Tigers, but it's the G A U X. Yeah. Yeah. If we were doing this show on the Saints, we'd be like this is a moment where we can kick the Niners to a wild card team. We we already beat Seattle in Seattle with Teddy, so we'll kind of control our own destiny there. Like we got the tiebreaker like boom, hey guys, we own we own the tiebreaker here. We're basically the one seed.
2: The fact is, if you're New Orleans and you win this game, you start you you're now the NFC. You are the – I mean, they might be the NFC favorites right now, but they
0: definitely become the NFC favorites if they beat the Niners this week. They win this game. I, I, wouldn't you say they would be the – when I say heavy favorites, I would mean they would be like – if I was making odds, they'd be like the even odds. Seattle would be like a 3-4-1. Because, again, I watched the Saints go up to Seattle and beat the shit out of them with a backup quarterback. And we just know how hard it is to play in New Orleans. Right.
2: Yeah, the Mar- see, this is home field's going to matter so much in the NFC because you think, just because I know this, when I watch the 49ers, they look every bit the team that, like they are on the same level as the Ravens, as the Saints, I think. When I watch them, I say that that team is, they can look as good as it looks.
0: So, but think about this guy, the a wild card team. Now this team won the Super Bowl and it was their second Super Bowl victory in like four or five years. Remember when the Giants went on their crazy run and I think the two games they beat, they beat the Packers, who were the number one seed, but they went on the road and then they beat the 49ers at Candlestick. That team, if you remember, had a couple things going for them. They had an elite defensive line, kind of like they did in 07 when they took out the Patriots. They had JPP instead of like uh, Tuck, or I mean Strahan by then, but they still had OC, they had Tuck, they had Canty. They had Kiwanuka. They just had dudes they could throw, kind of like the Niners. And they just had kind of a, just a tough offense. Just a physical run. Brandon Jacobs was pretty good then. And it was just like, okay, this translated when you had to go in crazy environments. And they rattled off a couple wins. The Niners are kind of built like that. So if you are going to be built to make a run in the playoffs, you have to, and to do it on the road. Like, you can be flawed if you're the one seed. Because, like, you got to come to us. Right, because you would say the Saints, you know, I I would say their flaw would be their quarterback can't really move. And texting with the buddy in the league like last week, he was like, "Well, Drew doesn't quite look as good as he did a couple years ago." Which I think anytime you say, people like, "Oh, just hating." Well, the guy's fucking forty. You know, it's like Dom doesn't look quite as good as he did three years ago. No shit, he's forty-two. You know, it's it's okay to say that. You know, it's just it's hard. The Niners actually match up, in my opinion. I mean, not even, it's not even an opinion, it's just a fact. I mean, we've seen them against mobile quarterbacks, against guys that can't move. Just like those Giants, why did they match up well against Tom? Because he can't run away, you know? If if you can get to, like, it's hard. They had, how many times did they have Lamar, Kyler, and, uh, and Russell in that, you know, they played the Cardinals twice and then those other two teams. So in those four games, like, dead to rights, and those guys just fucking made crazy-ass plays. Like, Tom, Breeze... Even Rogers on that Sunday night game, was that Monday night? Oh, Sunday night. Like he can't move like those guys. Did they they get those bodies in the backfield? Especially the two Oregon guys are so long. and They just you're fucked. Now if you can move, it's like if you take a bad angle, Lamar or Kyler or Russell kill you. And he did it. How many times did Russell do that the other night to Minnesota, where those guys were just right there and he would just make a crazy ass move. And they yeah. have crazy D linemen. It's got to be frustrating being a blue chip defensive lineman playing a guy like Lamar Russell, where you're like, fucking, hey, I smoke my tackle. When I'm playing just Joe Blow, Eli Manning, I'm getting a sack. Yeah, which, by the way,
2: like, watch Lamar Jackson take Quan Alexander's soul. It's like, can we give Quan Alexander a break? Not Quan, it wasn't Quan Alexander, sorry. Uh, who's the DB?
0: Which one? They got shook oh, out of his shoes. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying Quan uh, Yeah, there. it was Quan. I, I never get his name right. It was Quan Williams, I think. Uh, Quan. Quan. Quan's number twenty-four. Uh, and I'm like it's pouring rain, <laughs> pouring rain. He, like your mom, doesn't
2: quite know who has the football anyway, and he's got Lamar Jackson in front of him. I'm giving the guy a break.
0: Um, but, but anytime man. you're the outside contain guy, and you're a, and know. you're slightly inside, you're gonna be fucked <laughs> with a guy like that. Like, I don't I even blame the defensive back. Like, nothing he's going to do. He's that's what, that's all I'm
2: saying is I don't – you might be in the wrong spot. but Would um, Ed
0: Reed have made that tackle? Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not.
2: I don't think – the more we talk about this, and this is where the Saints game to me, it, it, the win matters for sure. But if it looks something like the Ravens game did, I really don't think not winning the, not being, not winning the division is going to be a death sentence for the 49ers. I think they're still – I just because I think they're really, really good – The wild card, to me, does not keep them out of the NFC Championship game. No,
0: but you you lose this game, I think we're just really kind of starting locking in on. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of pressure in that week one wild card game. It's going to be, I would imagine, Fox is all over Sunday afternoon, Aikman-Buck. Niners-Cowboys. Picking that game. Niners-Cowboys. The Niners are going to be favored because the Cowboys... I mean, guy, there's what would you say a coin flip chance they lose tomorrow? I mean, they're no lock to win any game against a decent team, so the cow they're going to be favored. It's like there's just pressure when you're a favorite on the road in a game that everyone's thinking you should win. That's all I'm saying is that's not easy, and I think everyone's just like, oh, they're just being the second round. Fuck, I I don't look at it like that. I, I don't give a shit how bad Jason Garrett is, how weird the Cowboys' season has been. I would probably look a little different if it was the Eagles because they are legitimately flawed. Like, they clearly don't have as many good players this year. But That's the thing that Cowboys fans are so pissed off at. They're like, fuck, oh, Amari, Azeek, Vanderesh, Jalen, Demarcus, Dak. All those guys are there. It's like, well, what is going on? How are, we, how are we getting our asking by the Bills? All these guys are playing. Now, Amari's limping around a little bit, but still, it's like, what is going, what, what's happening here? That's where I just, they're at home, you get in no a position, if you're like DeMarcus Lawrence, like, we got nothing to fucking lose, Let's go kick these guys' ass. And I'm not saying they will, I, the Niners, I would imagine, be like a four or five point favorite. So basically like a touchdown favorite, the equivalent, because it'd be on the road, and the Cowboys get an automatic three points. It'd be It'd be a big number for, you know, a five seed playing a four seed. right. And I, I just don't look at it like it's an easy win. Now, it may end up being the Niners win by 14.
2: Uh, yeah, look, I don't look at it like it's an easy win either. I agree with you.
0: But, but I, I I just, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying the conversation no, 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 will sound know. like that. No, I,
2: I know. And I think you're right. But the thing that I keep going back to is, like, I've watched the Cowboys, like you have, like most people have, a ton this year. The 49ers are consistently a superior football team. 1,000%. But we just – the playoffs get weird. For sure. Especially – Because, you know, at that point in time, uh, Jerry Jones will be giving other owners' recommendations for Jason Garrett. He'll be like, like, do you think Jerry is Jason's first reference when he (laughs) fires him?
0: Think about this. Last year, I thought the Eagles, like when Foles was playing, no way were they going to go on the road to Chicago against that defense. And what happened? They won. Now, those teams were probably closer, right, than this on paper and in reality than the Niners and Cowboys would be about the way the season played out. But still, remember, the Eagles were pretty shitty most of the year to like, the last couple games when Foles got them in. I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs as a 9-7 and seven wild card. And it was like, God, I, I hammered the I lost money that game. I was like, the Bears, how, how are Foles going to score? They can't run the ball, and they lost. Now, the difference is that Mitch can't score. Like, Dak can throw up points on you. And they do, in theory, have some good offensive linemen. I mean, I'm already talking like this game's going to happen, but <laughs> kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It just yeah. kind of does.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I, I, if I had to bet right now, I would bet that that's the game. The Niners are a five seed. If I had to bet right now, wouldn't you?
0: I, I, I would say this too, guy. I, I think the NFC and the and it would probably be NBC would probably take Vikings. I'd imagine they take Vikings Packers and then Fox would take Niners-Cowboys or or Pack or Vikings, You know, Pack, however that match sets up. Those are p- two pretty good wild card games from the NFC, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys are more brand than substance, but the other game is really good.
2: It's This year with the NFC, we just know we're getting a good game. And, an I, I, and I would say at this point, I, I think we can say it right now, the Super Bowl matchup is going to be pretty great. It's going to feel a little fresh even if it's the patriots cuz it's either the niners maybe it's new orleans and we're going to have the whole like to me that i know it doesn't sound fresh new orleans new england but it is i mean new orleans only been there once right so it's a super bowl yeah yeah so
0: I, I i already feel like our super bowl matchup is going to be really good of fans will want to hear this, but now that, see, I mean Russ. If you get Russ against Mahomes or Lamar or Tom, they, they they wouldn't mind that, would they? No, I would say Russ against Tom,
2: Seahawks, Pats will feel you'll get some of that. Like oh, this game again,
0: but I won't feel that way. I don't, I you don't think you would get this game again at all because that's one of the most memorable, you know, memorable games in the history of the Super
2: Bowl. Yeah, I just feel like some people. I think it's easy to do that. Oh, I've seen the, I've seen this team here before. Same answers from Russell. Same answers from to Tom. To me,
0: I think every team in the NFC you'd be fine with. I do think people are just like, oh, we are just had enough of Tom. <laughs> you know, we've just had enough of Tom. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's less than even about Belichick. Like, I, I think everyone would sign up to watch Belichick coach almost as his team. I think people just kind of tired of watching Tom. And at 43 years old, this unmovable white guy who just kind of pouting lately because his team kind of sucks, I, I – Honestly, it's a little boring for me to watch, and I love the Patriots. Well, it's boring them. right now because they're not kicking people's ass. When they but start they, kicking well, people's ass. Well, guys, they can't score. Well, they can not have anybody on offense that scares you. I'm ready for Baltimore or Kansas City to make the goddamn dance. Yeah, yeah.